Well, hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. Uh, I'm Christine and I'm here with Nate. I am here. And Sung. I am here. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I've been gearing up all morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And we're gearing up to talk about rest. Um, first thing in the morning, I know, uh, we all took a rest quiz and found out where we're deficient. Um, Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nate, what did you say your lowest score is? It's like 20 probably. Yeah. So which, there wasn't anything that was like, oh, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> which as a one was like, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew I sucked at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, Sung, what was your lowest? Um, I think 11. Okay. Yeah. Which again, <laughs> I wonder if there is part of that, like being Enneagram types mm, and how we so. interacted with the yeah, quiz. I think so. Hmm. But yeah. I actually, I had my, uh, I had my son Levi take the quiz earlier mm, this week yeah. because it was so interesting. We were talking about his summer plans and he was talking about how he felt this need for like, I need like a week or two where there's like nothing on the calendar. Mm. And I was like, okay, like that's not. I'm not opposed to that, but let's talk about sort of why yeah. you feel like you need that. And so he started talking about fatigue. Mm. And so uh, what I told him based on our conversations, I was like, you know, I think what's happening is that you are mis like diagnosing where you're tired. Mm. Mm. And so like you, you feel like, because sometimes he'll have like a social event coming up and he'll just be like, I just, I'm too tired, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And, but if he goes, he has an amazing time. Right. And so I was like, I think you're tired, but I think we might not know where you're tired. Yeah. So take this test and let's see if we can figure it out. And so his emotional rest score was like Mm. 44. Mm. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. And I mean, he is a part of it. He's a teenager, right? Um, But also he is really, really prone to like sort of self-critical. Yeah. Self-criticism. He's a, he's a four wing three. So he's very, he tends to be very, very self-critical. Wow. And so he sort of lives in that and feels tired all the time, mm-hmm. but like re- refraining from the other types of activities doesn't actually address oh, yeah. the emotional rest that he needs. So it was a great conversation That's for us awesome. to sort of start talking through, like, what does it look like for you to uh, live parts of your day or parts of your week specifically avoiding self-criticism to give yourself the emotional rest that you need. Mm -hmm. So like yesterday he, he uh, said no screens today and literally Mm. he spent the entire day like walking in the woods and working in the workshop just as an attempt to sort of like give himself the rest that he actually thinks he needs. So it's been, I mean, it's been a really helpful conversation. Yeah. To start with him. So was that helpful for him? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I really do think so. Um, at least even, even understanding sort of just like a diagnosis feels like, okay, Mm -hmm. all right. At least now we know what is. Yeah. So even that him being aware and that's what we talked about. Like, Hey, this is about awareness. Not like this isn't the only way to navigate life. Mm -hmm. You know, this Mm -hmm. isn't the only tool in your toolbox, but it is a, it is a useful tool to to really know how am I tired? How do I need rest and to try to appropriately do it? Right. Because I imagine if he cleared out the whole week, but then he was on screens uh, or whatever, right? Or or spending that time in his head alone. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to stay in my room. I mean, you know, he doesn't really do that. He's much healthier than that, but still that's, that's absolutely his tendency. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have not yet taken the rest quiz, restquiz.com, follow along yeah. this series. 
it's yeah, been good. and I love uh, talking to uh, to our listeners that have taken it and shared with us uh, their results or just uh, insights that they're that they're learning. And uh, yeah, so we continue in our journey talking about rest. And today we're talking about sensory rest, which I scored pretty low on. So don't need much of, (laughs) Uh, I think it was my third or fourth lowest. Um, Oh, my low score was actually a 10. Hmm. So sensory rest score was 17. And and if you haven't followed along, uh, it's restquiz.com. And uh, the higher the score, the more you need rest in this area. Mm. And if you're zero to 15, you're getting adequate rest. Uh, 16 to 25, uh, you're experiencing rest, but you would thrive with more rest. 26 to 35, you are feeling it. And if your score is 35 or more, Oh my, you need some immediate help. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Levi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think what what strikes me about um about sensory rest and also I mean all of the the rests and I, as I've been reflecting on this over the past couple of weeks is that there really is a ton of bleed over. There is. Oh, you yeah, know, and it's sure. important to note that you can't just like you can't separate them out too mm-hmm. much. And actually emotional rest is a hard one because it's almost like if emotional rest is sort of driven by being self-critical or mm-hmm. feeling like you're putting up a false front, like that actually happens in all of the other yeah. arenas right. of your it life. It affects you yeah. physically. Yes. It affects you mentally. Mm-hmm. It's happening in your social situations, yep. you know, yeah. so it's, it's important to note that there's like a ton of crossover, but, yeah. but it's also, it's, it's more like, this is one of the things I was saying to Levi. It's like, well, if, if um, emotional rest is what you need, mm-hmm. then you need to go into social situations determining how how you, to be authentic. Like mm-hmm. that, like that's yeah. where those two things right. begin yeah. to intersect. Um, and so, I, again, just as the more that I've thought about it, the more I'm like, yeah, these categories are helpful, but also it's almost like you have to just be aware of where they pop up because they yeah. they don't just pop up in one place. And the challenge of the bleed over from one to the other is that you can uh, mistakenly think that I need rest in this area when actually it's the next area over. And and I think we talked about that last week or the week before, which were for me, social situations are are Mm -hmm. really triggering Mm -hmm. because I feel like I need to sort of be a certain way or or act a certain way or feel a certain way. And that generates all of this uh, like social anxiety and self-criticism, which actually wears me out emotionally, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. not, I don't need, it's not my relationships that are the problem. It's sort of the way that I show up in Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So again, just being aware of that has been really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, social rest is the one that I have the lowest score, which is 14. Um, but emotional is 35. Mm -hmm. And so it's like where I, yeah, exactly. It's like how I show up in those social situations. Yeah. Um, but this week we're talking about which type of rest? Sensory rest, which is, uh, I mean, in today's world, we are bombarded with um, media, social media, television, movies, like there, we are like blue light is all over. If you're looking at, at your screen at work all day, like you're just being inundated with all sorts of things and your eyes and your ears. And, and uh, sometimes you need a rest from that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the reasons that I brought up that initial point about Mm -hmm. crossover is because sensory rest is one of those things that is not in its own category. Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. being at a party can be sensory overload. It's true that it's a social situation, 
but um, it also is sensory. Or your mm-hmm. work could be like highly, highly sort of sensory mm-hmm. overloaded. Um, and then you might, it just, it's, it's interesting to, to just start looking for where those things occur. Yeah. And for me, I found, because creative rest and sensory rest and emotional rest are my three highest. Mm-hmm. Like I need the most rest in those categories. And I, I, as I started like dissecting how to treat it, I was like, oh, they, they're the same problem. Mm. Um, which for me is like, oh, I need to be able to be creative in order to express myself emotionally and be authentic. Mm. But in order to be creative, I need to get that detachment from screens, oh. detachment from, yeah. Um, yeah, mostly like, yeah, just constant noise, constant busyness, constant yeah. screens. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about how they intersect. Yeah, and it's not just uh, sights and sounds. For some people, it could even be smell, Mm. right? Um, Some people are sensitive to perfumes or certain aromas. And like feeling overloaded even in that area can lead to a sense of exhaustion. So I was actually thinking about this yesterday Mm. because... uh, Is this a bathroom joke? No. Okay. (laughs) No. Uh, Two nights ago... Uh, at around midnight, we hear this really like frantic knocking on our bedroom door. And, mm. uh, and so I, I'm like, what is it? And it was Levi. And he said, dad, I'm so sorry. The dogs tangled with a skunk. And he's like, <laughs> and they ran in the house before I realized that they had been sprayed. Oh, no. So I go downstairs and you know, when you smell a skunk, like on the expressway that I'm telling you that like, like a skunk that's been run over, <laughs> yeah. that is a a extremely diluted uh, <laughs> s- um, scent. Yeah. What what up close skunk smells like is bl- like hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> uh. it, it literally burns your nose. It makes your eyes water. It is oh, so man. overpowering. You almost can't smell it. It's almost like uh, it's almost like a physical sensation. It's like that impacts you beyond your sense of smell. Oh man! So our dogs are covered in it. The house reeks and we have spent the past two days washing the dogs, like using air fresheners, like trying to get the smell off the dogs. And and I literally multiple times have to just leave the house. I'm like, I I literally cannot be in here because um, while everyone else is like, oh, it doesn't really smell that bad. I'm really sensitive Mm -hmm. to smells. And so just being in the house where I'll catch like these whiffs of Mm -hmm. skunk, I'm like, I, I just have to be gone i can't i can't enjoy the couch i can't sit on the couch it's not restful for me because there's this constant smell that i can just like Hmm. sometimes it's overpowering and sometimes it's like i just it's on the edge of my Mm -hmm. on the edge of my attention so yes it can be smells fortunately you didn't bring that smell to the studio i'm like i'm worried like legitimately (laughs) our house smells so bad i'm like i must it must be on me Oh, man. Well, we haven't noticed clearly. Okay, yeah. so. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and smell could also be with, uh, let's say, smoke or pollution, air, like air pollution mm-hmm. or things like that. Also, um, it, it might be uh, even t- touch. Yeah. I was going to say. You that could one, be yeah. overstimulated um, if you're constantly, let's say, uh, working with. Little kids or toddlers cleaning Mm. dishes or folding laundry. You know, you're, you're constantly doing manual Mm. labor Mm. or 
Or if you're wearing, this is maybe a woman specific problem, but certain clothes for mm -hmm. women, if they like, like oh. there are so many posts that you'll see on Instagram, but it's like if the sleeves are tight or if it like is like too tight around the waist and like any sort of tight clothes can give you sensory overload so fast. Mm -hmm. I even think of people that have like, um, some, like a, an illness or mm -hmm. some more mm -hmm. injury or something like that. Like it's, it's interesting to think about how fatiguing it is just to live with that sort of constant sensory input yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. Jillian in the office. Yeah. She has eczema and, um, she's said like when she took this test, she was like, of course I have sensory mm -hmm. overload because mm -hmm. I'm constantly in like low grade pain, yeah. low grade itching just all day, every day. So, and I would even say with, uh, if you're constantly craving, let's say sugar, uh, that might be something with oh, your taste too, right? Mm. Like, yep. uh, so things like that, like there's something deficient, mm. um, in your taste buds as well too. Mm. Yeah. So th this, this involves all five senses yeah. and it might be different for different people. Mm -hmm. And I know for both you sensory rest, the score came up pretty high in terms of your need for that, right? Mm -hmm. What have you discovered? Uh, I, I know, Christine, you, this was really helpful for you in the beginning. Share with us about your journey of taking this test and what the, 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 uh, the test revealing sensory uh, overload, what that led to for you. Yeah, so for me, I, I um, when I first took this test, I remember I went home and I literally laid on the ground and I put a blanket over me, like I changed into soft clothes, put a blanket over me and I just like didn't move for 45 minutes. And my rabbits were super confused. They were like trying to get under the blanket, like what are you doing in here? <laughs> um, but legitimately I didn't realize how much that would help. Because a lot of times if I'm taking a nap, I'll have an audiobook on. Or if I'm oh. doing, you know, okay, I'm gonna go out for like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read for a little while to rest. I'll be reading a book on my phone. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so for me, realizing how much silence and reading like a physical paper book and yeah, like wearing different clothes, like those three, it, it is, it's a lot of the blue screens, mm. constant noise and touch, smell, not so much, mm. taste, not so much, but those three, um, yeah, just trying to incorporate that more often rest for in those areas. That's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I actually have a, and I think when we were talking generally about the, the areas of rest, I think I mentioned some of these things, but I, I realized a long time ago that I have, I'm very sensitive to like sensory inputs. Mm. So I actually have a ton of things that I've been doing for my whole life. Mm. It was not alarming, but it was interesting to me to still realize my score, my yeah. score was so high because <laughs> I have a ton of strategies. Uh, you know, yeah. I often sleep with earplugs in. Um, and, uh, I often close my eyes for huge portions of the church service. Mm. I wear earplugs in almost every, yeah. um, church service. I, I wear earplugs almost every day, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, and uh, so I do all these things, but it still is sensory overload. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I will say, I think one of the things for me, cause I like, I don't know. I like being part of the crew, you know? And so sometimes like if I'm going to an event or, or here on Sundays, it is, it's so loud, you know, uh, in these different things. And I'll like, sometimes like try to like 
secretly like plug my ears and like <laughs> nobody will notice that I'm like trying to cover my ears because it's so loud. Um, and I feel like this test just helped me have more grace for that in mm-hmm. myself of like, oh, it's actually probably beneficial for everyone around me as well if I just put in earplugs mm-hmm. um, or if I just take care. Like I'm going to enjoy it just as much. They're not going to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to enjoy it more, I think. <laughs> so um, yeah, just giving me more grace for myself. Yeah, that's good. One of the things that I realized is uh, really relaxing from a sensory point of view for me uh, is actually like looking at the horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm. it's interesting how different that sensory input is when you're not really focusing on any of the details. Yeah. So like, for example, I, I we have a front porch that overlooks uh, the, our, our orchard on the hill and sort of like looks across the neighbor's fields and like just sitting there and looking out and far uh, is actually really mm. restful for me. Because when stuff is up close, you're like analyzing it, right? Yes. You're like thinking, yeah. what is this? What is that? I didn't notice that. And so I've found that, and it's it's interesting how hard it is to find horizons if you don't live rurally. Mm-hmm. If you're in a neighborhood or if you're in the city, horizons are very, very hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's one way that I reduce my visual stimuli. Mm. Yeah, and so if you work at the office or you're looking at a screen all day, you you may notice that sensation where after like hours, your eyes are just exhausted, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That, that is sensory overload. It's not it, more so than physical or anything yeah. else. It, it is sensory overload. Your blurry vision or pressure behind your eyes or strain, like, and so one of the best things you could do is get up and maybe there, there's there are a ton of parks here in, in the city of Ann Arbor, you know, just take a, a 20 minute walk and like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you, you can't see the horizon here, but uh, just uh, not focusing on this blue light screen yeah. where you're analyzing, where you kind of release your mind and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you, you, I think there's something, it's a different kind of sensory intake yeah. that mm-hmm. is more natural. Yep. And I would say God, God given, mm-hmm. God designed us to, um, to take in his creation in a way that is very different from human-made technology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was one thing that struck me as I was thinking about sensory rest is that like we've, we've actually made it harder for ourselves to rest mm-hmm. the easier we've made life. Yeah. Because like for me, it's so much <laughs> more convenient to read my book on my phone it's so much easier to rest by listening to a podcast in my bed, but it's not restful. Mm, and right. so in order to actually get sensory rest, I have to like walk to my bookshelf, yeah. pick up a book, like keep my bookmark in the right place, which I haven't had to do in years. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, obviously I've read physical books in the last few years, but not, I mean, mostly I've been doing my reading on my phone and it's easier. So it's almost like you have to make your life a little bit harder to get rest, which feels counterintuitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've thought about how, um, how people lived even like pre industrial revolution, let's mm-hmm. say. And if you were a person of faith and you took the Sabbath seriously and you weren't working, what there weren't, there weren't inputs, yeah. <laughs> right? You, yeah. I mean, you were sitting in your parlor or whatever. You didn't chop wood. You didn't no. do the laundry. No. You, and, and, uh, and you weren't, like there were, there weren't screens to watch. There weren't necessarily even radios to listen to. So maybe you would read a book. Yeah. It just, it's interesting to realize that that was 
worked into sort of the rhythm of our lives. And as, like you said, Christine, mm-hmm. as we've filled our lives with things that make our life easier in some ways, that has, that space has really disappeared. Yeah. It's collapsed. You might even argue that Sabbath in the 21st century is more Sabbath from screens of technology, yeah. mm. more so than physical labor, because yeah. that's something yeah. that actually we lack in our society, mm-hmm. uh, where pre-industrial era, like that's all they did six days a week yeah. was physical labor. And so rest for them was not doing the laundry, not chopping wood. Right. Whereas maybe today mm-hmm. it's it's more like uh, what, what strains us and, and, and creates stress is exactly the thing that's most yeah. convenient. It's right? like, a, and a different type yeah. of rest yeah. is needed. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, absolutely. One of the other things I realized that I do to reduce my sensory inputs, honestly, is that I watch all my movies with subtitles mm. so that I can have the volume oh, so really, 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 really low. <laughs> yeah. I just, it, like, I, it's just easier for me. Well, yeah. no, I, I, I like watching TV shows with, um, uh, um, closed captioning as well too but I think uh, at the same time I turn the volume up <laughs> I, I, I think I'm just sensory so, blunted no, so, I, so this was going to be my question because it's, it's is it and I, I mean everyone's individual right but you don't really feel the need for sensory rest but nor do you necessarily pursue sensory rest I, I don't yeah you just sort of don't need it I right huh it's interesting. I just can't imagine. No, no, I have realized, I've realized so much of my life is up until this point has been a pursuit of quiet. Mm. Um, in fact, I almost, I insist that if we're going to take a vacation, mm-hmm. we go someplace more rural than mm. we are yeah. right now. That's pretty hard to find. It is very hard to find. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's that I still constantly feel the need to break from stimuli. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to vacation, vacationing like in a city is, is like absolutely the opposite of yeah. what I find restful. Yeah. I, uh, one thing that you said in a previous episode that I've like actually been putting into practice is not like you said, uh, after you got back from your retreat, you like realized that, um, turning the radio on felt like an assault, yeah. um, on your senses. And so I like stopped listening to the radio in the car mm-hmm. or, or podcasts or audiobooks and, um, it has been so much better. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm like, this is a massive improvement. Sometimes so. I still try it. And after about five minutes, I'm like, no, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder, you know, like, like I just said, my sensory is kind of blunted, um, or desensitized. Um, I'm not sure that's a good thing. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, at the same time, uh, I, I work best, let's say thinking creatively or mentally in a crowded cafe. Mm-hmm. I, at the same time, um, I, I, I just, uh, had a rental car the other day and I've never seen this, but it was really cool that uh, in the rental car, you, you could put different sounds like background sounds. Like rainforest? Yeah. <laughs> and they, they had rainforest that had, they had waves, they had a fireplace, they had a crowded cafe. So I, I tried all of them. Hmm. And um, so whether it's like people talking in the background or birds chirping in the middle of a forest, hmm. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I, um, I, 
I mean, it helps is what, yeah, what it, it does. It, so, like, yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, and, and I'm sure like the crackling of a fire is, is very different from, let's say a, a, a party, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like nat- more natural sounds and things, but um, all, all those sounds and sights, I, I, I don't know, maybe I just have a deeper need for, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it reminds me of, you know, again, like thinking about this as like, rest from and rest in like you find rest in those low grade noises Mm. not Mm -hmm. like whereas maybe i i think i can go either way sometimes Mm. it's like if i have sensory overload turning on some white noise whether it's a fan or rain sounds like it can be restful for me Mm -hmm. um if yeah just depending on on like what what i'm needing in terms of my senses yeah that's i it's interesting to think about i've said that word interesting way too many times sorry <laughs> when i think about resting in that is really that's hard for me to imagine because mm. i've always been i remember even in high school i couldn't i couldn't do homework while with, with music playing mm. because my my brain couldn't ignore mm-hmm. this other sort of thing that was happening so i wonder what resting in sort of sensory inputs would look like for mm. me. I, I can't even. Well, I think you that. mentioned it. One was the horizon. Yeah, I, I guess, that I that so. is yeah, a form yeah. of sensory yeah, input. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, so for you, like when it comes to audible noises, is it restful if let's say you're in one room of the house and your kids are talking in, you know, uh, not in a loud rambunctious way, but um, is that, I don't think I would say that it's restful, but it's doesn't really bother me. Okay, either um, mm. for the most part. Yeah, I I know one of the things that like um, I can't find it now, but one of the different like rest um, pages said um, sensory rest can look like sitting in silence, which sounds like rest from, but I think also it can be rest in mm. for me, where I'm like sitting in silence staring at the horizon also means like listening to the birds that's mm-hmm. true and being able to hear you know like isolated yeah. sounds and yeah that does that feeling actually the makes, wind yeah. and and not feel you know again just like removing external stimuli so that you can experience mm-hmm. fresh air would be like a sensory input yeah right i mean you think of like when you're in the office and the stifled yeah. indoor air and you say, oh, I, I just want to go out and get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. So that is a sensory input as mm-hmm. well, too. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess all those things are things that I that I do pursue. And, and I think for you, Nate, just from knowing you, like I think uh, holding a, a hammer in your hand or getting dirty with the pigs, <laughs> uh, yeah. those are just sensory things that give you, I think... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's a question. No, that makes sense Mm. because also, you know, one of my favorite hobbies is blacksmithing. Mm -hmm. And the thing I love about it is how tactile it is. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, it's physical, um, but not strenuous. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, there is a lot of things that you're um, sort of paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very sort of, yeah, sensory heavy Mm -hmm. um, hobby. Yeah. So I, that's, that's, that's good for me to remember because I, I think I, my, my default has always been like, I need quiet. I need, mm-hmm. I need to remove inputs, but really like you were pointing out, Christine and Sung, there are lots of inputs that I do find refreshing mm-hmm. and it's more focusing on those things instead, yeah. instead of just removing people from my life. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I do think for me, uh, in the, you know, three weeks since I've taken this quiz, no, it's been longer than that, but it, as I've been kind of thinking through sensory rest, there are some days where it's like literally the blanket method is what I need. Mm. I need to be mm. completely sensory in deprivation. My, yeah, tank. completely just in yeah. my own little world. Um, but then there are other times when, yeah, for me, it's like in order to get rest, a walk outdoors in the fresh air with the birds, no music, you know, those sorts of things. It's, um, yeah, engaging my senses in a fresh way is how I need to rest. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, when I think of sensory uh, rest, I, I think there are ways that I receive sensory rest, but it's not uh, eliminating noise mm. or stimulation. It's actually a different kind of uh, sensation. So mm. it could be like, for example, man, one, one of my favorite things is like, <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, I, I have a weighted blanket. Mm. I love that thing. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And, and Amy hates it, but I'm like, just, just the, f I, I don't know what it is. It, it, it's, uh, just the weight of it, like uh, on your body as you're laying down, just, I don't know, maybe it's like hearkening back to the womb or something. Right? <laughs> My girls both have weighted blankets and mm -hmm. absolutely love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think for me too, it's um, sometimes after like a day at the office or screens and whatever. Um, sometimes I do this in my office too, uh, lighting candles, mm. right? It's just a different sensation. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, I, I usually have very low light in the office. I light some mm -hmm. candles. It, it's also a spiritual practice, but it's also a, a sensory thing. It's a, mm. it, it reminds me in the midst of all this technology, you know, um, I'm surrounded by physical books and some mm -hmm. candles and it brings like this, this kind of pre-industrial yeah. analog mm -hmm. kind yeah. of sense to my work environment. Um, also at, at various times when I go to bed, um, a, a, you know, Amy, we, we both like, um, what is that? Uh, those oils, oh, essential oils. oils. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know that it helps me, but I, I, I like it too. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's just a different, instead of just smelling like unscented air, mm -hmm. right. It's something that's pleasurable and, yeah. and, uh, nice and, and I've actually been sleeping for a while now with a, a sleeping mask. Mm -hmm. um, Amy's done that for a long time, mm -hmm. more because she she's like you, Nate. She she wears earplugs and, and a mm -hmm. sleeping mask. Um, I never did, but man, uh, recently I've been doing that. And I think just the fact that it's, because um, even when you close your eyes and there's sunlight coming in through the window or whatever, like you could kind of still see yeah. through mm -hmm. your your you know, yeah. closed eyelids, having that has just really been, so you, you're depriving your, mm -hmm. your eyes of like any kind of light. Mm -hmm. And so all those ways are, um, in ways that might be different, but is sensory rest for me. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's helpful because I think a lot of people are probably more in your boat, right? Like at least as many as are, uh, identifying with me and Nate where it's like, Oh, I, I don't feel like I need complete sensory deprivation in order to get rest. Um, and so, yeah, there are ways that, yeah, like essential oils are like natural fragrances mm -hmm. or, you know, they like candles and natural light that we can incorporate um, yeah. some sensory rest. As I'm, as I'm sitting here evaluating what about 
sensory inputs is tiring to me and realizing that Sung doesn't have the same sort of default, this is what I'm coming up with. Just see if this fits. <laughs> okay. Well, often when I am receiving inputs, what I'm asking myself is, do I need to pay attention to this? Is this mm. important? Do I need to respond to this? Do I need to do something about this? That's again, that's just sort of how I'm wired. Yeah. High sense of responsibility. Yes. And, and I'm a very detail oriented person. Yes. Yeah. So every input is a detail mm. and my brain latches onto details and says, is this something that we need to either categorize or make a decision or make an improvement or fix or whatever? Mm. And some, you're just wired very different. You're very, mm. very big picture. Yeah. Um, and so probably those uh, sensory inputs are especially audio ones mm -hmm. are a lot easier mm -hmm. for you to just sort of like not pay attention to. Yeah. And I would say most of my, when, when I, I, I experience sensory things through the filter of pleasure, mm -hmm. not responsibility. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right? yeah so, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like this feels good or this sounds really good. Yeah. And so everything else is just kind of there. It doesn't exhaust me. But then when I do, when I am uh, cognizant of sensory input, it, it, it's, it's, through like oh i enjoy this yeah mm. oh that's so that's fascinating actually uh, yeah because i definitely relate more to you nate which is probably <laughs> why because uh, yeah even like if it's a if i have a song that i like on in my earphones while i'm trying to work i'm like but i have to listen to this song because <laughs> i, I like enjoy it, it. Yeah. and so i have to pay attention <laughs> to the responsibility lyrics. to <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> yeah. I, to I totally get that <laughs> And I don't. <laughs> and I've always been like, why do I feel like I have to listen to this mm. when it's supposed to be like just background? And But yeah, yeah it, it is. It's that sense of responsibility for every input I'm receiving. Yeah. So. It's probably part of what makes me a light sleeper as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> just sort of feeling like if something happens, I'm in some ways yeah. responsible or. Can I tell a quick story about yeah. that? Yeah. It's off topic, but uh when I was in college, my roommate used to make fun of me because we had, I had a, we had bunk beds and I would fall asleep first because I go to bed at like nine and she would walk in the room. And as soon as I heard the door open, still sound asleep, I would sit up straight in bed and I would say, Hey, Eva, how was your day? How are you doing? Wow. Cause I was just like, I have to be present and awake for my friend. Cause she might have something to tell me. Um, and if she said good, I'd fall right back asleep. And if oh she said anything gosh. more, I would wake up. And but like, like the initial response was like, I have to be awake for this. That's yeah. Funny. Hmm. Anyway. So yeah, I think. And I would argue that most people, when it comes to sensory, whether you think, uh, it, whether, even if you, you're more like me than you are Christine and Nate, I would say for most people, uh, you probably need to downgrade your social media mm -hmm. engagement. 100%. You know, um, and just, and if you're like, no, I don't need to, like, I, I think you do. Um, I, I know they have apps where they, they show you how long you've been mm -hmm. on certain apps or whatever. Um, I mean, one thing you could even do, you could try, what, you could try taking a day off mm -hmm. and then just look at yourself and yeah. say, how do I feel at the end of this? Do yeah. I, does it, does it make me feel better? Does it make me feel worse? Does it make yeah. me feel more rested? Does it make me feel more tired? And mm -hmm. I mean, I feel pretty confident about where you're going to land, yeah. but, but if you need, you know, if you need convincing, just try it for yeah. a day. Right. And I think the question to ask yourself at the end of that day, or like, cause I did that, uh, recently. And at the end of the day, then the, I was like, throughout the day, I was like, Oh, I just got to check Facebook. Oh, I just got to check Instagram like repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, the first thing I wanted to do was like, Oh, I've got to check Instagram or Facebook and realizing like, Oh, that's called addiction. <laughs> um, like that. I think just paying attention to how many times a day are you thinking? Oh, I'm just going to scroll. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. just going to check. 
Um, because if it's too often, maybe it is like a, like a sign that you need to check yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a sign that you don't need to, that's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So thinking about social media engagement, I was just thinking this, especially uh, in light of the story you told about your roommate and you popping up and saying, mm-hmm. how, uh, how, uh, how, how's your day? But, um, is your, en- Christine, is your engagement with social media because you want to help and support and care for mm. the people in your life? Um, that's a good question. I'm sure there's a number of different motivations. Yeah, I think there are a number of motivations. I I think it feels like, oh, I should be, yeah. Like if I'm posting something, it's like, will this somehow like is like, I follow a lot of like mental health or Mm. spirit, like spiritual growth, different churches, et cetera. Um, like, oh, should I be sharing something? Should I be checking in and supporting my leaders at GSM by liking their stuff? Or, uh, I have a chocolate Instagram where we've recently been s- sent our third batch of oh, free chocolates. Man. Internet famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, oh, well now I have to be on Instagram liking that brand. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of, it is about responsibility, Okay. not about pleasure for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And you, Nate, your lack of engagement or non-engagement in social media. Well, there are some social medias that I engage in, but it's usually, they're usually in informational. Mm-hmm. So like I spend a lot of time on YouTube, but the right. videos I watch are very much like. How to fix a tracker. Mm-hmm. tracker. Here, here's, here's the interesting thing about even something like that, which you could argue is, uh, is largely positive, which I think it mm-hmm. is. So most of the videos that I watch, because someone is trying to get an entire project in like a 10 minute video, Mm. they will often do things in fast forward. Mm -hmm. They'll speed up like sort of what might be described or thought of as like the unimportant parts of a project. And what I've found is that when I am doing a project, I will often feel frustrated at how Mm. long it's taking me Mm -hmm. because, because it's shifting my expectation of how long something like that should take. Mm. I'm like, Oh, you know, like you can build a bookcase in 10 minutes. Well, no, you can't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it takes two hours. Right. Um, so even that is, is an interesting way that a sensory input is shifting Mm. my perception of the real world. The way that, the way that, that, the, the way that social media inputs impact our experience Mm -hmm. of the real world, even in something as really tactile as like building something. Yeah. They do the same thing with a lot of like cooking. I I think so. I I also follow a lot of uh, like baking, cooking, you know, vegan Mm -hmm. recipes, sort of Instagram accounts. And that's something like, they'll be like, oh, you just have these, you know, they show you all the ingredients getting tossed in, you mix it, you put it in the oven and then you have the food and realizing like, oh, this is a three hour uh, project that I'm going to be baking or making. And then I think sometimes that can for a lot of people, maybe especially Gen Z, that's, uh, we like, are like, oh, well, that would take too long, so I'll just watch another video. You know what I mean? And then like, <laughs> and then buy my cookies at the store and realize, like, oh, actually, it would probably oh. be more sensory rest for me to put down my phone and actually spend get the a time. cookbook that mm. tells you how long it's going to take and, and spend the time making that food. And um, yeah, it's going to be you know, better ingredients. So it will give you sensory rest for your taste buds. It'll be silent because you're not listening to other people baking. And so sensory rest for your ears. So just realizing there are different ways to, to rest. Mm. It's interesting because social media for me is a, uh, there's not a lot of things in my life where I say to myself, I should, 
mm. right? Just being kind of the the uh, um, the way I'm wired, right? Um, the, uh, maybe the opposite of both you, <laughs> where everything is a should. Mm. There's very little shoulds for me, but mm. uh, social media is a should because mm. I, you know, I really don't care. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I am low on empathy. I I I will acknowledge that. Um, but in my role as a leader and as a pastor in the community, like I, I was like, okay, I should care about what's going on in people's lives, mm-hmm. and and uh, so I, I it, it, for me, it's kind of random. You know, it, it's um, th- maybe this is TMI. I, I'll look at uh, social media when I'm, when I'm in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's like, well, I should see what's going on in people's lives. Um, and I, I will often say too, like, man, I, when, I, when, when I retire, like, I, if I weren't a pastor, I don't know that I, I, I'd be like engaged in social media that much. Because I just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I've gone through that where you're constantly checking the news or social media mm-hmm. and you're just, life just sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your the richness of your life and your soul is like uh, um, in reverse proportion to how much time you spend on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a part of me that's like, I can't wait for that day when I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Does this sound bad? Care for the for, <laughs> care for the world. Yeah. <laughs> care about other people. Yeah. Well, yeah. but I I do think like I mean that it sounds bad, but like we were not designed to care for 10,000 other people. Right. We were designed to care for the hundred people yeah. around us. Right. And I think that's the, like, yeah, with social media, like, you, well, for me, who does feel a sense of responsibility, it's like, I'm responsible for all Everyone. of these All people. of these people and all of these issues. And all of these issues. Mm, yeah. And uh, if uh, for all of y'all on Pinterest, all of these creative tasks that mm. like, oh, I could do this or this or this. And it reminds me of like what, what we know about the Bible, right, is like our knowledge of the word far exceeds what mm. we actually put into practice. Mm. And I think that's like, we, we live that out in every area. We're like, oh, I just need to learn more recipes and then I'll start baking. Oh, I'll just need to follow more projects and then I'll start making. Um, but like, yeah, we need to start practicing mm-hmm. and maybe set down our, our things, set down our devices and, and start doing. It is so fascinating to think about the difference between the sensory inputs of like what we're doing versus sensory inputs that are sort of coming Mm -hmm. from the outside and how oftentimes what very, very highly sensory experiences that we're sort of pursuing or choosing are, can be restful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes ones where we feel like we don't have a choice or control Mm -hmm. are the ones that are tiring. And I, I, our lives are probably weighted towards, um, again, with screens and busy work environments and living mm-hmm. in cities, it's probably weighted towards things mm-hmm. that we're not necessarily choosing mm-hmm. and are simply um, like necessary yeah. or unstoppable. Yeah. So maybe this week, try to identify uh, sensory experiences that will fill you and mm-hmm. give you rest and el- try to eliminate things that uh, just give, give, give you more stress and uh, add burdens to your life. Mm-hmm. And for those, some of you now, you're audibly overloaded. That's right. yeah. So we are going to sign off and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next time. <laughs>